Hits, hit, miss, passing Katie Ledecky in the final stretch. The crowd roaring as the Aussie will take over the top spot from Katie Ledecky and win gold. Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the kid MG in studio, Marcos. Hi, Nico. Fantastic. Big week. Free. <laughs> Gyms are back open. School's back on. No yes. more fresh hell homeschooling. I'm fucking wrapped. Yes, I can tell it. You're up and about <laughs> this morning. You've been yes. a bit flat over the Haircuts. week. Haircuts. Yes. Everything's back on. Yes. No mask for you? No. No mask. No mask. Yeah. No. It's amazing what uh, oxygen yeah. does for the melon. Have a look at uh, the, oh, uh, the other mask thing I, I see is uh, the Olympics. We heard it in the intro. Titmus versus Ledecky. Yeah. This is unbelievable. The, the, the nation yeah. has just jumped aboard the Olympics. And fair enough, too. Lockdown absolutely sucks. But thank God we've got that up and about. But uh, yeah. how good is the swimming as a like a betting event? As starters, but the theatre is just amazing, isn't it? The excitement. Yeah, it's also good for the uh, Australians generally because we've been uh, at the uh, dominant end of the pool that they start off with the uh, swimming. It's at the front end of the Olympic schedule, so it gets everyone, gets everyone involved, up and about. especially for the Aussies. And uh, Channel Seven have done a really good uh, performance so far with their background stories. Mm. I think they get a lot of people in with the, the swimmers. There's been a couple of. Uh, Really good stories behind the scenes and the way they cross live to the parents and get them all involved. Yeah, and the coverage on the on the Seven app. We'll give yeah. a shout out. It's been Seven s- Plus. You need Seven Plus app on your yeah. phone or on your smart TV, and that makes the world of difference. And the Olympics app is something that Top Rope uses for scheduling and results. So just yeah. jump into the App Store and uh, get the Olympics app. I think it's got a, like a blue ring around it. It's like the second app, app yeah. down. So that's made a world of difference to me. Yeah, it's 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 made for betting, isn't it? Really, that we've got uh, what yes. is it, about twenty twenty five channels. Yes. And, uh, the top rope firing <laughs> in his torches left, right, and center, and far and wide. Yeah. Um, not all the main sport, or sorry, all the wide sports get shown. Mm. If it was just one or two channels, which we've had in the past, so it's awesome. You can go and go and see it. And uh, yeah, with top rope supplying uh, some winners daily so far, it's been uh, it's been a good watch. And the, yeah, the swimmers were Ariana Titmus was awesome. Um, and she goes uh, today yeah, two hundred, not so long in the two hundred. So and then uh, the eight hundred, I think she's got left. Yeah, she's got a big schedule. She might win both. She'll have a couple of relays to come as well. So um, yeah, the swimming team's going really well. So uh, hopefully the men can uh, start to match the females as well. Mm, I saw uh, I saw something interesting on Instagram the other day, and it was a, a big punter that I know. I think he won seventy thousand on Titmus in the uh, in the two hundred, which is just balls of steel. Like, yeah, taking about a dollar forty, dollar fifty about it. That's a fucking big bet. And Top Sport, well done for taking that. It's uh, it's yeah. amazing. Oh, it's it's a great time to take a bet as a bookie because it's like absolutely prime competition. It's a big big stage. There's no tricks. There's no secrets. Just two gun athletes in their prime. It's like Grand Final Day. You just open the bag and and yeah. lay it and take the bets on. It's it's a Good, good attitude and angle to have. Yeah, it's a tough watch. You were. Oh, on, I would have uh, been. You're, I would you're, have been pissing my pants. Yeah, you were on uh, watching Titmus, and you were a bit, bit. Uh, you know, why she, why she can't win? She can't win. I said, you know, wait until the last hundred. She's she's per- perfectly positioned. Um, in the run, in the run punters, it would have oh, been crazy. great betting because uh, yeah, she she does storm home. She'll do the same in the two hundred. So anyone who's watching it uh, today live, uh, don't get too disappointed if her first hundred she's she's not turning with them. She'll. Uh, you know, she'll storm home at the end. It'll, it'll be a tough watch if you're on her, mm. but uh, it only counts on the wall. Gee, the way she finishes off, I reckon she's a sneaky, sneaky for the 800. Not that I know anything about the sport and gamble responsibly if you're into it, but let's talk about our main passion here, and that's AFL. Uh, Western Bulldogs got the job done against Melbourne. I think last time on the show when D's blitzed Western Bulldogs, we thought, oh, next time we want to shade and be with the doggies and they can turn it around, and that's what they did at their home deck, and... 
Melbourne have got an identity crisis or the wheels have sort of fallen off. They're shaky the last sort yeah. of five or six weeks. They're still right up there. They've got a lot of credits in the bank. They're still going to beat all the, the bad sides. But from a premiership perspective, it's it's looking shaky, isn't it? Yeah, that uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, really um, summarised that match um, accurately, I guess, going on last week's show. We really thought uh, Bulldogs could turn it around and, you know, the coaching staff need a shout-out for the Bulldogs because Beveridge really went to work, uh, which he had to do, on getting his players to lower their eyes. Um, and, you know, the Bulldog 1-39 to 39 slot was a decent bet, uh, ended up being right in the slot as well. Actually never really got either side of it. They kind of controlled that three to five goal gap most of the game. So in terms of that respect, it was very easy watch. Um, the Bulldogs controlled the midfield by and large. Mm. Um, and yeah, lowering the eyes makes a big deal of difference, uh, especially going in with a tough Melbourne defence. And it, they're just going better, the Bulldogs. And right now, um, I think, you know, I mean, Geelong have won 10 of their last 11. Um, and I know you're a pot on Geelong, but... You know, if, if you're playing Bulldogs in Geelong right now in the grand final, I know which side you'd rather be on. Who? The Dogs. Okay. So the Dogs <laughs> and the Cats are the one and two in the clearances from yes. the limited data that we get out of champion data. Yes. Does that just explain it? It's that simple. Like if the Dogs have got Liber firing, he's extracting. If the Cats midfield, it's, the, the grand final is just going to be one or lost out of the guts. Um, yeah. I, clearances. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of it. It's not everything. Um, you know, I mean, you can always, you know, there's different parts of the game. Goal kicking is obviously very important. We've seen, <laughs> you know, there's probably been seriously 40 to 50 games this year um, resulted on goal kicking alone. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's ball movement. The speed of the ball movement is the difference between those two sides. Geelong mm. very much like to play the chip and charge control um, and bring everyone up the ground and try and almost wear you out where the Bulldogs want to wear you out by just pure speed. So it's definitely a contrasting styles. They're both very good around the ball, um, but they've got contrasting styles going forward for sure. But okay. it, it could just come down to accuracy. If, mm. you know, if the grand final was played next week, um, you know, both sides going full ball, it'd probably just come down to who kicks straighter. Okay, so dry deck, who do you want to be on? Doggies? Bulldogs. Wet deck, who do you want to be on? Uh, probably just shade Geelong. Okay, and then... I see the AFL June Deloop. They've, uh, I think they've yes. penciled that in or pre-booked, and they've cleared the decks. They've cleared the decks there, yes. and uh, one of our mates, ex-bookie out of Beijing, has been tweeting <laughs> about how uh, putrid the accommodation and the services over at June Deloop Resorts. So it looks like it's like a, you know, not yeah. a great facility there. But if it's played over there on a dry day, Bulldogs are the the way you'd go. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and I think uh, the finals right now are probably on a knife edge. It's probably, uh, you know, it's a coin flip in the betting, I think. Or Melbourne, they'll do to, everything. To see who hosts. They'll, they'll try do everything to G. host it. But, yeah, it, if you were probably having uh, – if it was a betting option, you'd probably just favour Perth right now. I think that's a safer option. Mm. Let's uh, – one of the low lights is probably the Carlton Kangaroos game. It feels like we've beat up a, on, on a regular basis about Carlton, but they're just such an interesting betting proposition. Or well, six and a half, I think, to what, nine and a half or something yeah. like that in the betting last week, and they just didn't turn up against the Kangas, did they? Yeah, the bookies, uh, you know, chatting to a few on the inside, they just want Carlton to play all nine <laughs> games every week because uh, they have been a complete fill this year. For the bookies, um, Carlton have been the most bet side. Uh, they were again on the Crazy, weekend, hey? even though Harry Mackay did come out and they get beat. Um, they are and they're unwatchable. And speaking of identity crisis, you think uh, what you mentioned before with um, 
the D's. Uh, the D's. D's yeah. uh, Carlton, uh, they're structuralists. They're rudderless at the top. They've got problems on and off the ground. Um, you know, and I don't know, re- they've made some major errors in the last, what, 12 months, we would say, with um, contract signings. Mm. Um, and even Cripps, to re-sign him for six years is, is crazy yeah. because he doesn't seem – he seems to have lost the spark. And I'm not sure whether that's just because he realises that he may never play finals in the rest of his career, wow. the way they're going. Savage. Well, it's true. I mean, you look at the last two decades of Carlton, um, you're not exactly positive when, when their next finals campaign is going to be. It's certainly not this year, and I can't see it next year. You know, they've got to make a lot of changes off the field as well as on. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they go, but they're a basket case right now. They've got no hard edge, in my opinion, and I think they need someone like the old Clarko when Hawthorne played that, was it unsociable football? And it's interesting, you... My insider, my insider, I sound like Caroline Wilson, but <laughs> the, it just won't go away, the, the link of Clarkson to Carlton. They must be absolutely desperate to get him. And I think uh, Heater and Daisy sort of mentioned it the other day. There's there's still this lingering rumour that Carlton want and are going to still try and get Clarkson, despite him clearly saying he's staying. Yeah, well, I think it's more the inside of the media keep pumping it up because it sells... Uh no, I don't know. Like it just, like just, it's just keeps. Well, there's too many different people saying it now. Well, maybe, but um, you know, I think the toughest thing for Clarko right now, even if he wanted to go, is would you want to go to Carlton or Collingwood? Um, no, you know, he he's not going to go somewhere where a team is at least not on the up. He, you know, otherwise you stayed. You know, mm. you would have stayed at Hawthorne. You would have fought harder to stay there. I would have thought, but. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to have to make a change, Carlton, for sure. I don't, I don't think that's in doubt at all. Um, and they need a harder coach, you're right, because but they need to get some tougher players. The players need to play with a bit of grit. Yeah, I mean, gonna... go through the year this year and tell me when Carlton's last time had a hard bump and put someone on the ground. Mm. You know, it's it's just crazy. They don't, they never set the scene, Carlton. About six or eight weeks ago, I think we said, oh, you know, who would you want to coach out of the teams? And my answer may have been Carlton, but regardless. Irrespective of where they are on the ladder right now, if you had to coach one of, I guess the the few cellar doors, we'll throw in North Melbourne. If you had, if you had the opportunity to coach the Kangas, Hawks, Carlton or Collingwood, who which which list and which side would you take right now? Um, probably just shade Collingwood with you take them. Just Collingwood, just with the youngsters they've been able to blood. I think they've mm. blooded nine this year. Might stand corrected if it's one or two, and they've out. had some bad injuries. They'll get the other day costs will come in next year. Now, whether you know, I assume you play straight away. They've they've had some injuries, especially to their back six. Um, remember that they've missed Howe and more. Um, you know, they've got they've still got a pretty good dominant ruckman. Uh, their forward lines are concerned, sure, um, but you know, you got Degoe and Adams and stuff in the middle. Um, I, I think Collingwood could probably rebound a bit better, and and you know, they've been there recently. So you know whether. I would say Penderbury goes around again. Um, but, yeah, of the bottom ones, it's, the ones you mentioned, it's prob- probably Collingwood. The other one's probably Frio. Frio have got some upside. They've had a horrific run of injuries again. Um, but whether whether Fife can, uh, you know, maintain his body for a full season to give him a crack is another question. Mm, I'm sort of hearing that uh, Voss and Kingsley are in the mix. For Collingwood? For Collingwood, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got to keep throwing out names because they've got to find someone at some stage, don't they? But, you know, if Collingwood had their choice, it's obviously Clarkson. Whether they can get him or not is another question, but I'm not... I think it's I'm, done. I, he's definitely not going to Collingwood. Carlton I, seems to be the only option there, and 
Yeah, I can't imagine Collingwood would go for a first-time coach. Mm. Yeah, they probably need someone that can handle all the media pressure. Yeah, Voss could definitely. Yeah. Um, and if it comes between Voss and Kingsley, I, I think I think it's one-sided betting affair there. Mm. All right, let's have a quick look at uh, round nineteen, the bookie wrap. Uh, the favourites went five and nine at fifty-six percent. The line shaded the plus there, four and nine, forty-four percent. The total overs. First over, real big dominant over week, much to the your delight, MG, seven out of nine. And then you've got for the season there, 106 to 160, oh, of 162 there, the favourites, 74 and one out of 162, matches 46% there, the line. And the totals are just shading over there, 84 to 162. You went three and three. You've sort of been treading water for the last couple of weeks. Some uh, really sick beat in the Sydney Fremantle game and, um, it feels like you're uh, a yeah. record on repeat. The, the goal kicking, it's uh, it's it's. If it wasn't tragic, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit funny. I have a little bit of a giggle, and MG's loading up on all these totals, and I ask, why do you keep doing it? It's uh, it's got to be the most stressful way to bet the the totals, so I avoid it for my sanity and longevity. Let's have a look at uh, the hits and misses as we spoke about uh, the money where it's gone for round nineteen. Port Adelaide, the line was a big go, six and a half to twenty three and a half. That was a hit. West Coast St Kilda. The total there was 159 to 155. It was 180, so there's a miss. The Hawks line, 2.5 to 8.5. That was a miss. Uh, the total there, 148 to 159. That was a hit in the Adelaide Hawks game. Melbourne Western Bulldogs, the total under, 152 to 139. So mostly a miss there. Uh, and then the one we just spoke about there, Sydney Freo, the total went 157 to 162. That was a, uh, a sick beat there. And they got the middle in the Geelong Richmond game, 154 to 148 and a half. So it's been very interesting. And this week's games are absolutely treacherous. So not just yeah. in AFL, but uh, NRL. There is just some topsy-turvy matchups. There's sides that are just absolutely yo-yo. So it's going to be a really tricky week. So yes. I'm looking forward to hearing you break them down and Top Rope Tedeschi on today's show. But uh, firstly, sting of the tail. This is where we take a, an industry or an issue or something that's sort of getting our goad up. And the one I want to talk about today is the Keyboard Warriors. I, I saw a bit of a tweet from David Zaharakis, and someone has gone and slid into his DM and accused the Bombers of tanking or throwing the match. Some moron has backed, has obviously backed the Bombers. He's got the shits. And yeah. it's becoming a massive issue in the game of AFL where players are getting personal attacks. And I know that we give Steve Hocking and Peter Volandis a fair bit of stick on this show, but I can safely say not once um, have I gone into Steve Hocking or Peter Volandis' DMs on their Twitter account or their Instagram account and given them a mouthful. I've never done it to any player or any bet. Uh, I'm silly enough to take the bet uh, and I mm. accept that risk. But to make it personal about the player and go attack him in his personal life is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, it's not on. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's, um, you know, it's kind of, I guess it's reared its ugly head and it, it does go on every week. It's whether just it's a, play, a player uh, speaks it's out about, about it and makes it a story. I'm sure it goes on uh, most days, unfortunately, for athletes and it's just whether they report it or not uh, or, you know, let it go. But yeah, it's becoming a slippery slope, isn't it? Because the amount of gambling uh, related to the sports now breaks it down to very much player performances because that's what people like to bet on, mm. um, and especially with uh, same-game multis and everything like that. So I guess it kind of highlights more a player's individual performances, especially in a team sport, more than ever. And this opens up, I guess, for 
uh, either supporters or people who actually invest in the game to uh, express their disappointment in a player's performance, whether they kick poorly in front of goal. I think we had, um, was it this year, earlier this year or last year when uh, Lockie Neal and McCluggage kicked like one goal, 11 or 13 between them. Mm. And Lockie Neal actually handled it very well when he got a spray. Um, I think he kicked one five or one six. Uh, Sorry, he kicked zero goal six. And um, a a punter actually had Neal any time. Oh, shit. uh, goal scorer and got in and Neil actually came out on the front foot which is classy for the guy uh, to do and said I do owe everyone a beer and I apologize for the bad <laughs> kicking so it's there's different ways of handling it as well um but yeah I, I I just think you know there's there's a line that you can't cross and there's a big difference between uh expressing I guess on a, a public social forum as opposed to mm. digging into someone's private and you know when you when you start uh attacking the family members, especially the partners, and you know, and we've seen some cases where they go to the children as well. It's now, yeah. I think uh, people know deep down that's not on, um, and you know, I think people have got to be you know respectful that you know, if you would like it done to your own family, you know, or you know, don't say anything that you wouldn't say to your mother. Those kind of things should, should run true mm. when anyone sits down in front of a keyboard and wants to send a message or track down a player and give them a personal spray because, you know. The athletes uh, put up with it or, I guess, tolerate it more in a social setting because they, they're the ones that sign on uh, as a pro athlete, but their family certainly aren't part of that. So I think that should be left well alone. Mm. Um, and it's good, now, just, it's good now that they actually do out them and the accounts do close down very quickly, which also shows those people of how gutless they are. Yeah, they, uh, I think the, the betting companies would be great if they could submit the all the the haters or get someone in the, in the footy clubs to – Ban their betting accounts. Like, don't let them. Don't let them bet on the matches. I know it's a lot of. It's a knee-jerk reaction, but it'd be great to uh, to get them banned and just wipe them out of the game. If I saw Steve Hocking or Peter Volandis uh, in the uh, in a room, I would tell them face to face. There'd be nothing that I didn't say on this show that I yeah. wouldn't say to them face to face. And I I'd challenge that these trolls that slide into the DMs and even people that troll us online, if they if we met them in person, I re- I don't reckon they'd have the balls or the steel. To come up and have a crack at us and say some of the stuff that they would like in the past. Well, some guys have superimposed like my head or Little Birdie's logo and Tristan in like porn and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> like it's absolutely just madness. Um, and I think what, what the trend will be if this continues, same game multis will get wiped out. And we see it at the footy. So I, I liken this behaviour to the guys that throw glass at the footy. And now, well, I think for the last what ten years, we've or fifteen years, we've been drinking beer out of plastic cups so it takes two or three absolute wankers to do the wrong thing not only they'll ban same game multis all the player interviews in the club rooms they'll get banned and it'll just be like shut off completely so if you if you're out there doing it you need to stop betting or just pull your head in yeah unfortunately it's it's always the one percent that spoil it for the, the larger population and yeah unfortunately that causes more damage for everybody else and it doesn't matter where it's attacking someone for missing a goal or going off with an injury that's maybe suspect but it also stems through to racism and and all other personal choices that athletes have that they can you know get attacked for that aren't warranted basically and you know i agree with that i just think people have got to be more educated in in what they put out there 
and and you know be more respectful i guess because at the end of the day they're just doing their job they're trying their best some aren't up to it and you know we're, we we kind of take the piss out of it as well uh, whether you're an individual or a team and it's in, you know you see it in the olympics all the time now the pressure that goes on when you wait 4 years for an event it's a bit different with the afls they can kind of go back out there the next week and try and, and try and recover what happened the week before you see an unbelievable amount of pressure on the olympics don't you when you, now some of these athletes have waited 5 years for right, a performance it's a tiny thing and then someone runs onto the BMX thing and you you, you skittle them. It's just, it's <laughs> absolute absolute so yeah, you know, I, I just think it's I just think it's it's the few that do it and they spoil it for the large and mm. it could change you know a lot of behaviours going forward uh, for everybody else. As you said, people want to hear from the coaches, they want to hear from the players, they want access to the players, and especially as kids growing up, that's what it's about. But you know, the players are entitled to cut off if if they're getting abuse out wide that's unwarranted. Exactly. So uh, if you like taking same game multis and want to continue, just uh, cut out the uh, the sliding and the abuse online okay this uh on today's show we're going to look at the afl and nrl this week we'll touch in with uh top rope on his olympic game stuff we'll have a look at the hall of fame but if you're having a bet this week or on the olympics make sure you check out topsport.com.au they got hundreds and thousands of markets on the games and they've been in the game for 30 years so they take big bets there's some uh really big bets being taken on the swimming so it's uh it's fantastic stuff what they're doing at topsport.com.au so make sure you give them a go we'll take a quick break and then we'll look at AFL round 20 next. Welcome back to the Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got the Kid MG brought to you by punningform.com.au and Top Sport, Australia's biggest betting bookie. Let's look at round 20 AFL action now. And the opening match is Friday night at the Dome. We've got a blockbuster, St Kilda versus <laughs> Carlton. We are just both languishing there at uh, 12th and 13th on the ladder. Disappointing seasons for both. Not sure how it's uh, landed the marquee blockbuster, but I guess everyone needs their time in the sun, so to speak. Dollar uh, fifty four the Saints here, two dollars fifty the Blues, ten and a half the market here at Marvel Stadium. Finally, the bookies have jumped off Carlton and think that they're going to put St Kilda in as dollar fifty four favourites here. MG, yeah. Steve yeah. in to the Saints? No, no, not, <laughs> ste- not steaming in. Uh, these two teams are a very difficult watch. Um, and you and you'd have to be a little brave or travelling well from uh, the Olympics, I think, to invest in this game. But it's Friday night, so it will uh, get plenty of action come Friday night. Um, yeah, I'd probably at at the current minus ten and a half. If you were, if you had to twist my arm, I'd probably just back St Kilda at that price. Mm. Um, didn't like what I saw from Carlton. Last hard, hard week, to like um, anything about that loss to Kansas. Yeah, not not the St Kilda fill you um, with any uh, joy either. But yeah, I, I just think Carlton the year might have just become too much for them, and they might have just thrown in the towel. So this is uh, you know both sides will probably miss finals, but mathematically that you know this is the elimination game for both. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Carlton losing to Kangaroos last week by thirty nine points that's their worst loss of the year. Um, they were very poor, weren't they? I know Harry Mackay was out. Um, well, they got just wiped off the park. But can yeah. Mackay and maybe Kerno two big ins if they're in if they get recalled? Yeah, I mean, can that Kerno hasn't played for nearly two years, yeah. um, so the expectations wouldn't be high coming no. in. Um, at uh, Mackay's probably um, he's probably likely to play, but he could miss. You know, a few of us in the Coleman medal betting would be hoping he, he maybe misses one more to really uh, heat up that market with three rounds to go. Um, but you know, I, I just think that. Carlton have just got too many problems to invest your money in anymore. I'd be putting a line through them for the rest of the year. Um, so if you're going to bet, I'd bet St Kilda. Mm. 
Oh, I, I couldn't <laughs> bet on anything. I'd just save my money for uh, another day. It's, if you're betting into that match, you need uh, help. Saturday night at the Gabba, we've got a neutral venue here. We've got the Bombers and the Swans, and the Swans have come up favourite, $1.37 and three ten. The Bombers line has uh, been 16 and a half to 19 and a half. So Swans, uh, heavy favourites here. I look at that market at Top Sport and I think, mm, Bombers, uh, a small bet for me at the plus. I know I'm a bit of a Bomber man. I'm you happy to try and forgive last week. Yeah, yeah. I think they were just flat as attack. I can't explain what happened uh, after half time. I think they kicked one goal seven. Yeah, it's like they swapped jumpers or something like that. But that's what happens when you play the Giants. Yeah, well, both both sides are up weird. and down, aren't they? So um, weird. Very hard to follow both sides. Um, you know, and and probably coming into this game, I know I know you you look at it and you see my, plus nineteen, plus twenty. You think Essendon uh, are a price, and I'm not going to argue with that fact. They um, the oh. early bookies actually posted minus 12, which were definitely a bet for Swans. Unfortunately, it didn't last too long and we didn't get a chance to put it out there for a, uh, a, a sting. Um, and then it did move to 15, 16. Obviously, the news uh, was pretty obvious. And it was all about Franklin, wasn't it? Yeah, the news, uh, Franklin was always going to get let off before they went to the tribunal and the bookies were just a hair, hair, show, um, hair slow to uh, react to it. Um, so there was some times where we had 15 to 16, which were also a bet. At 19 and 20, um, I would, it'd be a stay out for me. Um, I'd be looking more maybe for Sydney around the 1 to 39 kind of margin or even the 25 plus. I'd rather be on Sydney. I think they're consistent. Their form's going really well, um, even though they're still – it looks like 6v9. looks like a closer contest than it is mm. um, ladder-wise, but the form is is a long way apart from mine. Sydney are very consistent. They're well coached, um, and I just think they're going to struggle to score in this game. So uh, I'm a fan for Sydney. I think Franklin being let off he might have more concentration um, for the ball this week, and he's obviously chasing down that 1,000-goal uh, target. Um, if Sydney get on top early, they might run away with this one. Mm, I think the line was, what, 28 and a half, 29 and a half last time these teams played in yeah. about round four or five yeah. or something. And Essendon got them. Yeah, Essendon, yeah. Essendon got them. Yeah, yeah. They, they match won. up well. They won by three points. Yeah. Yeah, I just think also the other anomaly in this game is that they are playing at the Gabba um, and Sydney have been on the road a lot this year. So I think it just slightly favours that side as well. So... Um, yeah, I'm pretty keen. I think Sydney should go in, a, in most people's multis head-to-head this week as well. Okay, the other team that you like talking about a lot is the Richmond Tigers, who are away favourites against the Dockers at Optus Stadium. 156 the Tigers, 245 the Dockers, 9.5 the line here. No Nat Fife, no Fremantle Dockers? Yeah, fair. well, no Dusty, no Richmond? Oh, yeah. You know, people are quick to forget, aren't they? Um, I, I really think, even though Fife is obviously out from last week, Martin was only out the week before, so I think that kind of cancels okay. each other out in terms of um, trying to line up the game. So, jeez, um, it's, it, you know, Richmond opened eight and they've just gone to nine. I think that's, I, I personally, I had it marked 12, so there's not the edge there to bet. Um, and I think it'll tend to slide more Richmond's way just I think they've got more to play for now. I think Frio with the loss of um, Walters as well with mm. Fife is is damaging. Their Ruckman Darcy, who's been uh, close to the best player this year with Mundy, uh, starting to struggle with his knee. Um, and they've got a few other ones limping. So I just think maybe the psychological of Fife going out on top of Walters with Frio might be a little too much. Uh, and Richmond still have that inner belief and strength that they can uh, – 
grab that eighth spot and uh, give you a site for your finals come September. So uh, I just think the market will trend Richmond's way. Uh, they're a slight lean, definitely not. I, I wouldn't put them in for a bet. Um, one to thirty-nine Richmond, or even the one to twenty-four, something around that slot might be your options if you're betting. Mm. Looking at uh, bomb.gov.au, there's maybe five mil of rain, ninety percent chance of showers over at Optus Stadium. Yep. So a little bit slippery. Does that play into the hands of the ticks? No, I just um, yes, it does. Yeah, and it probably makes it a lower scoring game total wise, mm. um, which also brings into the margins where I, I think you can, if you like Richmond, one to thirty-nine is a pretty comfortable bet. Okay. All right, let's uh, have a look at our next segment, which is buy, hold, and sell. And this is where we talk about the futures. We'll have a quick look at the premiership odds first. And your cats, $4. Western Bulldogs, $4. The Ds, $5.50. Brisbane Lions, $7. $8.50. Port Adelaide Power. Swans are into $9.50. The Eagles, $34. Tigers, $34. Uh, GWS 61, the Bombers 101, and you can pretty much write your own ticket. The rest, the Cats are on this uh, this big streak. Only the uh, the Brisbane Bears, the Lions, yes. have knocked them off yep. in the last 11 weeks. Well coached. Yeah, they're going well. They want to play every game down at Cadinia Park. Chris Scott's pretty vocal <laughs> about that. He can't figure out why the draw's not tailored <laughs> for the Cats. I think they, they, they've got a pretty big advantage down there. They're going along nicely. I don't think it matters where they play at the moment. They've just got to concentrate on uh, implementing their game plan. Very solid side. A bit like Sydney at the moment. You just know what you get with Geelong. Um, very consistent. Um, at $4, they're not going to get me. We've kind of stayed away from them all year. Um, where, you know, I, and, and I still think even even though they're probably a lock for the top four, they've got one or two games that will test them in the run home. Um, but if, if you're talking a match-up between the Bulldogs and Geelong, I'm still leaning for Bulldogs at at the yeah, same price, as we said earlier, yep. I think I think I prefer the Bulldogs. And if they were the grand final, uh, Melbourne are finally on the drift. Um, you know, I'm not sure if the bookies or the punters really got behind them. I know Melbourne have, have got some deep pockets behind them in their in their punters, um, but they're finally starting to get out. And I just think, come finals at the, the end, uh, I, I don't think Melbourne will hold top four in the betting either. I, I just think. Uh, Something's not clicking at Melbourne at the moment, and it's just it's just taking a while for them to shake out. Uh, I think Brisbane and Port might push up behind Melbourne in the Premiership betting. Mm. I think you'd need a COVID-free Melbourne in the game at the MCG for Melbourne to stay heavily in that market. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's have a look at the Brownlow Medal picture here, and Marcus Bontempelli uh, holds firm here. He's now into odds on at top slot, dollar ninety. Ollie Wines has been the big move in the last six weeks, four seventy. Sam Walsh is back into nine twenty-five. Looks sickly short from mine. Petrarca nine fifty, Oliver nine fifty, Darcy Parish um, nine seventy five, Jack Steele fourteen, McRae twenty one, Merritt twenty six, Mitchell thirty one, and Lions thirty four. The market to me looks pretty spot on. Yeah, you're just riding Bond home all the way, aren't you? A pre-post bet looks pretty good at the moment. Or well, pre-season I think, I think bet, your I early say. futures were – you nailed the Bulldogs, you nailed Bontempelli, um, all your top fours, your top eights. Futures just seems to be your wheelhouse and you do spend a lot of time on the Brownlow. So I'm looking forward to you handling that action for the yeah. last four weeks. But there's no much, there's no fat and there's, there's no tricks here, is there, um, this late I, in the season? I think uh, – I mean, Bont's the obvious at the moment and I think just with the media coverage he gets and the – the undertones in the media are almost saying Bont's home. Mm. Um, it doesn't. It, I don't think it matches up necessarily that way. I, th- I think I still think there's three others that can beat him with four rounds to go. Um, I don't think it's a done deal yet. I understand why he's short. 
Um, and he may be the obvious. Obviously, Bulldogs are on top of the ladder. Um, he, you know, he's played some absolute nailed on three votes. So he's, you know, he's definitely going to make the count go probably thirty beyond thirty votes. Which, as we said a couple of weeks ago, there's very few players once a the winning count looks like going above thirty. There's very few that can win. So outside uh, Wines, Oliver, um, and maybe Petrarca, uh, I still think Steele's a bit of a smoky. In terms of getting there, um, probably he, you know, he's got a tougher run home St Kilda in a non-winning side. But yeah, the only one, you know, I, I still can't come into Sam Walsh. He, he, he just sticks out in that market as being well unders. Mm. Um, and you know, we'll see with four weeks to go. We'll see what comes out. But at the moment, he just can't win the Brownlow. Yeah, it's usually got a history of known pollers and Bontempelli. He gets automatic. Thr- or sometimes these these guys are to over pole, and Nate Fife is is yep. another uh, example of that. Uh, Even so, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. They just over pole. The umpires don't know what to do. They're up in the mix, and so they just <laughs> throw them in for two or three votes, and they just get a couple of sneaky ones that they may not deserve. Yep. Let's have a look at uh, the Coleman Medal Market. Uh, Harry McKay under a cloud, dollar forty eight. Tom Hawkins six dollars, Jack Rewalt six fifty, Taylor Walker seven fifty, Josh Bruce twelve, sixteen Benny King, my man astronaut uh, twenty one dollars, Josh J Kennedy a similar quote and Buddy closing in on his thousand at twenty six dollars. Still laying uh, has yeah, he probably have to well, if he's injured. But it's a big week this week whether yeah. he gets up or not. I'm I'm sure he will play. Um, well, I'm not sure he's playing. I'm hoping he doesn't actually, but I think he will play. Um, but, you know, the big boys are right behind him, aren't they? Hawkins and Rewalt. And, uh, Walker, 46. Hawkins, 45. And Rewalt, 44. So he's gettable. Yeah, we've been a layer of Walker as well. So he'd be red figures in our book as well. So I'm still not cheering for him either. Um, more Hawkins and Rewalt. Um, yeah, I don't think this is over. You know, I don't think it's a lay down there around the dollar fifty mark for Mackay. And I think it'll be a tough watch, especially... Uh, the way he kicks for goal and Carlton. If they do throw the towel in, there might not be too many goals left for him. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a market that might have some life in it the last month. Mm. I can see uh, people multing him up in uh, Premiership and Brownlow books. But, yeah, at $1.50, it's a long time, or $1.48, it's a long time to have your money tied up. Top rope will probably just uh, pick off a $1.50 winner uh, in a day or multiple Gorgeous. times throughout the day yeah. in the Olympics. So you're better off just yeah. to uh, keep turning your dollars over there. All right. Well, if you want more of Mark's action or the complete set of his uh, AFL stings, check out Little Birdie Shop. And if you want to do some modelling or if you want a pro form subscription, make sure you check out punningform.com.au if you want to bet on the horses this spring carnival. It's about to heat up August. All the good horses come back. So if you want to learn how to bet like a pro, make sure you check out punningform.com. We'll take a quick break and we're going to talk Hall of Fame and Rugby League and some Olympics with Top Rope next. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got MG in studio. Now it's time to talk Top Rope Tedeschi and talk Hall of Fames. And he's our man of the moment, actually. He's uh, our Olympic Games medalist analyst and he's just been sifting through the piles of Olympic trash and it's now our treasure but top rope welcome back to the show i'm exhausted boys i am absolutely exhausted it has been olympic fever has beset me i am yeah six in the morning up doing form finish up about 12 30 at night it is relentless but how good is it olympic games just pick 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 just there you know they don't have the uh they don't have the sniper shooting in the uh in the olympics but we're doing plenty of it here 
Yeah, you're uh, you're just sifting like a uh, like a prospector, little golden nuggets, and uh, you're just you refined bets. I don't know, three or five. You're across so many different sports, and I tell you what, big hat tip. Some of uh, some of the range that you're finding is just incredible. But uh, let's have a quick chat about NRL at the moment. It's absolutely bonkers up there in lockdown. We've seen a, uh, a player hang out a towel on a balcony, and all of a sudden it's a it's a COVID breach. Meanwhile, Anastasia has gone to COVID-riddled Tokyo, won the games for Brisbane. Oh, incredible effort there, one-horse race. And she doesn't even have to quarantine on the way back. But uh, of all things that happen in NRL... You get rolled for uh, hanging out a towel. Well, let's start, let's start with Anastasia, classic Queenslander, right there. Uh, in, in the same week that they're uh, they're threatening the to shut the NRL down for, for player COVID breaches, they've gone and offered twenty million uh, to stage the entire final series in Brisbane. So uh, here's a tip: nothing's going to happen. They'll keep playing rugby league in Queensland for for the rest of the year. And they'll keep playing rugby league in Queensland until it becomes an Olympic sport in 2032. So uh, enough with the uh, <laughs> uh, 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 enough with the rot from Anastasia. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Roberts has got a pretty colourful history, so to be uh, to be nabbed for uh, hanging a towel up on a balcony seems <laughs> a little bit stiff. Big news uh, is Brian Toto. He's uh, he's got a big injury problem here, and 220 about the storm. It looks tantalising. It looked tantalising six weeks ago. It's just free right now. It, like they're just, they're just asking you to take their cash to book you. So, uh, a couple of things with this. Apparently, pretty, pretty hit pretty hard by injury there. Second on the ladder, but they'll, they'll go around. I think sixteen and a half point. Well, sixteen and a half point dogs last time I checked this week. They've lost Cleary, of course, out. Brian Toto, uh, Tyron May out for the year now. They've lost James Fisher Harris for three weeks. He's gone to the birth of his child. Uh, yeah, a couple others in the in, in the mix there. They are well and truly short of uh, troops. Happy Coruscant, of course, for his uh, COVID breach during Origin. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think there'll be a strike there. If you always want about the healthy team going into the finals, the Storm have not had a fit team all year. It's starting to come good. Penrith going the other way a little bit. So, uh, obviously, was keen on Melbourne at the start of the year, keen on Melbourne all the way through the year. 2020 is massive overs. This is... Our team these panels ahead. And, of course, boosted boys by Craig Bellamy re-signing for another five-year deal. Mm, haven't got uh, bellyache into the Hall of Fame, but it's a matter of time. But, MG, you think it's nearly a home ground advantage. The, if the grand final's played at Suncorp, that's Storm. Look, they're just up the road, the sunny coast. Yeah. They just seem bubble-proof, these guys. They love it up there. Yeah, no, it is. It's... Um... Yeah, definitely home ground advantage, uh, especially with uh, the teams left as well. So Penrith will have to travel to go beat Melbourne Storm. Um, I can't believe Top Rope's still tipping everyone into the Storm. <laughs> We're beyond knee deep. We're about neck deep. So. What was it? I think $6, $7 at start of the season. I think, uh, I think it was bu- 8 Was it $8? And yeah. the Bunnies were, the, were his other pick at about 13 You've been against yeah. Penrith. So I'd hate to see uh, the red in your book for the Panthers, but you're going to go down with the ship here with Storm. But, yeah, they look a safe a safe way to play. Top Rope's holding off for uh, Ballyac to go into the Hall of Fame. He's just waiting for that Monday show after the, <laughs> after, they, yeah, after they win the flag. So he's well, very he, he, put, he, put, he put in a ripper this week uh, when uh, uh, yesterday with the players, uh, Cameron Munster started giving him grief about how much money he was on. And then Billy Axe fired back, but we've only got 25 players instead of a squad of 30 because of the money you're on, Munster. <laughs> nice little retort there. And show him right up and he just goes, one nil, one nil. Yeah. 
Too good, Munster, and he's a uh, two-time Hall of Famer here at Little Birdie. And the Hall of Fame, something that we do, we uh, each week we put in someone who's done something magical for the punt. Last week it was Colin Morikawa. The boys on the golf podcast tipped him up forty to one in some places. It was absolutely heaven uh, for the final major at the British Open there. But uh, this week, top rope. We'll go to MG. MG needs a little turn here. Not that we ever enter any of uh, MG's. Yeah, I got my suggestions, two. but who you got this week? I got my two for the year, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know top, top Rope's not even going to give this a slice. Well, he probably doesn't even know who he is, but just a quick personal one. We had uh, a good little turn. Jack Rewald after the siren in the Richmond game uh, for punters who were f- following. We tipped Geelong 1-39 to and the over total in the game, and he kicked after the siren from the boundary line from about 45 out, and the goal put Geelong in the slot of 1-39 to 39 <laughs> yeah. and also over total. So it's a massive swing for punters. That's and huge. Yeah, huge. Monster. Uh, um, yeah, one of the better goals for the year for me, top rope. So uh, I know I know. in the overall scheme, it doesn't measure up to Marikawa from the week before, but uh, it was a good little, good little uh, get out. I think that's uh, it's okay, but there was a big, big blow landed in the uh, the men's ten meter air pistol. I'd never heard of the event, didn't know what it was. I'm still not really sure what it is. But top rope, take us away. This is your moment in the sun. It was the first big body blow you landed on the bookies. Who is this guy, Jarvan? Who is this guy, Jarvan? He's probably the greatest Iranian athlete since the Iron Sheik. For all you WWF fans, one of the absolute. One of the absolute greats, Gerard Javad Farugi. He uh, coming number seven in the world. Not not sure how he was uh, so far down the world ranking. Might be something for the International Shooting Federation to look at. But uh, <laughs> he, he's, he certainly dominated. Uh, Eight fifty into five dollars. Uh, got the first gold for Iran. Just got the first gold awarded during the Olympics. And got the first gold for Top Ropes Tokyo Torches. So, uh, something for the subscribers out there. It was a, uh, a thrilling watch. For those who haven't watched 10 Meter Air Pistol before, oh, holy moly, the drama. <laughs> what happens is you, there's a, there's a pretty boring qualifying round, 10 people go through to the final. And then you get two shots apiece. And then the bottom two are fighting it out for elimination. The bottom one is eliminated. It is just. It's not, it is the Royal Rumble of professional shooting. It is wild. <laughs> Sounds wild like Big Brother stuff. or Survival kind of uh, setup. <laughs> oh, it was it was nuts. And I, I I might have had a little bit on the winner of the women's as well at a decent price. And she was down the entire way, and she was one point eight points down, which in fencing terms is like leading by about sixty meters. Sorry, in shooting terms, is about sixty meters ahead in a hundred meter sprint. The other girls shot like an eight, and this girl shot like a 10.6, got the win. So uh, 10-metre air pistol, cannot recommend it enough. Can't wait to find the 10-metre air pistol (laughs) circuit. Can't wait to be betting on this as a week-to-week proposition. (laughs) I think it's very exciting. Oh, you just heard how sick Top Rope is. So Top Rope's torch is $66. It's a daily set every morning at 10 a.m. You've just had your wheat beaks. You're stuck in lockdown, and uh, you just start to fire off uh, Top Rope's best bullets for the Olympic Games over in Tokyo. How sick is he? He only gives three or five or probably five of his best bets a day, but he's betting on everything else. So 
Turnover is up in the Tadeshi household, but uh, he's going to deliver the best bets. And as you heard, he can he can find him in the uh, the pistol. And I think today he's, he's back to his one of his strengths. He's got some golf tips. Um, there's some fencing. His wheelhouse. The, the weightlifting the other night was a dollar fifty into a dollar fifteen. It was one of the sickest beats ever. It was a coaching error. They left the back door open for the Filipino woman in the fifty five kilo you, you, lift, you and can't I can't leave believe the it. back got, door open. Oh, you God. can't leave the back door open. It's is weightlifting is a sick watch. It's they don't even go for gold. No, Just, it's terrible. She could have lifted ten kilos more. I don't understand. If you keep if you keep lifting the weight, why only have three turns? You should be able to keep lifting until you drop the bastard. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, oh. it's a it's a it's a sick watch for the people who didn't know the rules or everything, as we were getting explained by Top Rope in the run. That uh, the girl that you're on actually lifts everything, doesn't miss a beat, and runs second. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it a brutal, brutal sport when your coach dictates uh, your weight and uh, the potential strategy of how to get a gold. But um, anyway, you can't win them all. <laughs> Anyway, Javed Faraji enters the little birdie hill of fame, joins an illustrious list off the back of Colin Morikawa. He hasn't won a gold medal, but I'm sure he will one day soon. And as I said, the golf uh, top rope is going to start slinging into the golf. And a little shout-out to uh, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. Their kits at the moment in the Olympic uh, golf are just incredible. They're taking the absolute piss and uh, loving life over in Tokyo. But if you want to love life in Tokyo, head to the little birdie shop, get top ropes torches. You can join daily. We keep dropping the price. Start at 77. Now 66, it'll go down by about five bucks or, or so each day until we get the last day of competition. We'll take a quick break and then we'll talk NRL next. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got MG and Top Rope Tadeshi brought to you by Punning Form and topsport.com.au. Let's have a look at Thursday night at BB Prings Stadium up at Mackay. Be cracking weather up there at the moment. Parramatta Eels are the favourite here. $1.57. The Roosters, $2.40. Four and a half the line. A little bit of a nibble for the plus there. And 48 and a half. And the money is for the under. What can you tell us about Mackay, Top Rope? That's in Queensland. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's warm. Uh, nah, it, it, it usually plays pretty fast. There's been a couple of NRL games up there. Usually daytime affairs, so, uh, so it's going to be a pretty fast track. Uh, really don't like this game, though. Uh, Parramatta, I reckon, are in a major late spot at the moment of the favourites. They were dreadful last week against Canberra. No Moses still. Uh, they're pretty one-dimensional. They got fanned out this time last year. Definitely lean towards a plus, but gee, the Roosters just kept getting hit hard by injury. They've lost a few more this week. Ikevalu out uh, out for the season now. Billy Smith, the, the new young centre, he's out for the season. So uh, they are they are running on fumes at the moment, the, the, the Chooks. Uh, and the other knock on the Roosters, they've barely lost a game against a team outside the top four, but every game against the top four side, they've lost by double digits. So uh, couldn't get too heavily involved in this game. Probably smaller plus, but, yeah, difficult game to kick off the week. What about a sicko play for the totals? Is there any angle? I'd rather be on the under. Parramatta are incapable of scoring points without Mitchell Moses there, which is a sad reflection of where the Eels are at. Uh, but they do defend pretty well. They've conceded, I think, 13 off here in five straight. So the under is the play for me there. 
We're going to skip the West Tigers New Zealand game, so make sure you uh, check out Top Ropes Action in the shop if you want analysis on that match. But Broncos versus Cowboys is the next one. Suncorp Stadium, which we're hearing will be the home of the Rugby League uh, Grand Final. $1.78 the Bronx, 206 North Queensland, a flat to the line, and 52.5 is the total. Broncos. Any time that they're favourite, you usually just sink your teeth into laying the absolute guts out of them. What are you going to do this week? I despise this game as a betting proposition. <laughs> uh, it's just too horrific size play. There's absolutely no way you can take the Broncos favoured. There's absolutely no way you can take the Cowboys uh, on the road. So uh, very concerning. If I was forced to have a side bet, and FYI, I will have a side bet at some stage. Uh, it'll be on the, the Cowboys. But uh, I, I can get involved in the under here too. These teams hate each other. They will see this as an opportunity for a very rare win this year. Uh, so I expect the defences to be kind of on song. I, I think the, the the under is the way to play in this one. Well, I know that uh, Orange has just come out of lockdown top rope, but you might have to have a COVID test. You might be coming down with something. You've tipped two unders in a row. <laughs> two unders and, and and suggested two non bets in the side. <laughs> something is something is seriously wrong. I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a COVID test this afternoon and see how many see how many one putts I can uh, hit on the golf course today. There's something uh, not sweet there. Saturday afternoon, we've uh, got a rejuvenated, perhaps, Canberra Raiders opening up favourites. This is at Suncorp also. $1.72, the Raiders, the Knights, two fifteen, the line, two and a half there, and 49 and a half the total. Are they back the milk? Uh, I wouldn't say the milk are definitely back. But I, I, I will Look, I'm not beating this one early. I'm waiting for team lists to come out. But if Palmer and Pierce are playing, I will be backing the uh, Newcastle Knights plus two and a half here. Uh, Knights have a pretty good recent record against Canberra, won four of the last six, beat them earlier this year in Wagga. Uh, it is a, a niggly matchup for the Raiders. They're, they're pretty short on troops. Only time Pierce and Ponga play together this year, they beat the Cowboys 38 0. Uh, Pierce has been named in an extended squad, so I'm going to have to wait to see whether he plays or not. If, if, if he's out, the Raiders are win by plenty, but if he's playing and Ponga plays, I think the Knights are pretty good value. Hmm, it uh, just seems to be the way with that team. It's all just hinges on Pierce and Ponga. Okay, match of the round. I'm a little bit surprised, but not really at the same time. Suncourt Stadium, Storm versus Penrith Panthers. Match of the round, 1v2, and the betting's $1.13 and 620. 18 and a half the line, 18 to 18 and a half, and 45 and a half is the total. Am I like this? Is just crazy. I know Brian Toll is out, and Penrith are starting to really waver with their injury list. But gee whiz, you think the game's game's fine? But first v second, eight and a half in AFL. This would be equivalent to what forty odd point line, mm. MG. Yeah. Yeah, and it's first versus second, and everyone's saying, "Oh no, the game's good." Yeah, a lot of injuries, and obviously to the key men. Um, having cleary out, it's obviously the the big difference. But yeah, when the line come out here, was it twelve or fourteen? It's already gone to eighteen. I know Tottenham's eleven, 11 out, and a half. Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. The injury toll probably wasn't expected to be as bad as it is uh, for for, for Perrin, but it's very hard to see how. Not only how they can compete, whether they're trying to really compete this week. Oh, I think they've seen they're going to be without Cleary, they're going to be without a couple others. Uh, they, they've lost actually six starters now. 
I, I really, this has just got to be all, yeah, all upside for Penrith in terms of the psychology. They're going to go in with no expectations. And, and if they can get this reasonably close, well done. If they get absolutely hammered, they'll just put it to one side and say, well, we're missing all their stars. So, uh, it, look, the game, is, this match has definitely had plenty taken away from it. I, I'd still rather be on the minus than the plus here. I, I, I think the Storm had one eye on this week last week. Uh be re-signing big deals. So, the Storm are, are, are very good as big favourites. Penrith, they, they've really... It's not surprising they've struggled that theory, but what has been disappointing was how the lack of direction they've had with, with Jerome Luai, uh one out leading the hearts there. He, yeah, they were they were lifeless against the Broncos last week. Mm. So uh, I, I, I think the Storms will probably probably do a number on them. But you know, Penrith are going to have to rely on their defence. It is a very good defence. If they can hold the Storm, you know, they, they might be able to kind of keep this to a, you know, an 18-6 loss. But yeah, I, I, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to kind of keep this one. They're not going to be able to win this one, that's for sure. Mm. So the Storm a- were off their tucker last week, and we see the same pattern in AFL at the moment. If yeah. there's a blockbuster next week, the the week before against the weaker side, they just take the foot off the pedal. Yeah, and we we, we looked at that straight into the match, didn't we? Mm. They just seemed a bit flat, and uh, it, it kind of played out true. So I just wanted to ask Top Rope, so if, if you like the minus, is, is the under a better bet? If it's more going to be defence and Penrith holding on, or is it, would you still rather back the minus? I would, I would back the under Penrith total. I reckon it's probably the, the, the strongest player out. I don't think Penrith have any points in the here at all. So I'd be looking at that. Uh, could back the under. I'd probably rather do the under than the over here just because I don't think Penrith have any points in them. So um, I, I will be backing the Penrith under and probably the minus as my main ones, but also probably a little bit on the under as well. There we have it. All right, that's the uh, the NRL wrap. If you want uh, Top Rope's action, I think it's $77 for the rest of the season. It includes finals. Head to Little Birdie Shop. We're uh, going to talk lock of the week. Last week, I was a little bit underdone. I steamed into the Storm Minus, egg on face. But this week, I've had a really deep look at the form, and I think I'm going to get there for lock of the week. We're trying to raise money for raise.org.au to help uh, teenagers through difficult times. We've got 10 k in the bank for them for the year, which is great stuff. But I tell you what, this is... Uh, so embarrassing, I want to say it every week, but we're going to box on for charity, so everyone's going to have a $200 throw at the stumps for lock of the week. MG, you're so piss weak in this segment. <laughs> what do you got this week? Uh, yeah, uh, we've got, <laughs> I've got a restricted uh, lineup at the moment. We've, the bookies seem to be a bit slow this week. We're still uh, without two uh, games of prices at the moment, so I feel a bit restricted in what I can do. Um, but obviously the pressure's on now. We're running out of rounds and we've got to try and get to the 5,000. So uh, I've got a four head-to-head all up this week on uh, Geelong, Sydney, Brisbane and Richmond. Comes out at about two to one. So 200 on $3 and I've got a lot of cheering to do four games. bit like you, Scooty. Hail Mary. I'm the king of the Hail Marys. Top row, what about, uh, what about you, pal? I'm having a little overs double. Uh, for, for 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 charity and probably will kill this as well. Uh, Tigers uh, Warriors over fifty five and a half, huge line, huge line uh, into the over in the Sharks Seagulls game, which was fifty fifty four and a half. So uh, I have a little overs double there to be three dollars uh, sixty odd. Yep, yep. Right. So Keep, we'll, keeping uh, it simple. We'll, we'll load up on that. Okay, I'm just going to take a handful of morals. 
and I'm going to plow it into into one of my bogey sides for the year, just so I can absolutely curse them. And oh, I can't believe I'm doing it. But Western Bulldogs to beat the Crows, Geelong to beat the Kangas, all heads up. The Rabbits to beat the Dragons, heads up. Storm to beat the Panthers, heads up. Manly to beat Cronulla, heads up. Into drum roll, West Coast Eagles minus nine and a half. I know it's against Collingwood. It's on the road. <laughs> But if they can't pick up their feet against Collingwood, who look like I've been playing in concrete boots at the moment, I'll nearly eat my hat. So uh, two hundred dollars there at three ninety seven. So I'm having a bit more of a crack than MG. That's my goal every week, just to get a higher dividend than uh, his <laughs> week as piss betting. It's been a massive, massive show from us. Uh, it's uh, Olympic Games to get us through the lockdown. Thank God it is on. Uh, MG, good luck with the AFL this week. Yep, thank you. And, and the rest of the Olympics. Yeah. There's a lot of betting. It's just nonstop. We had uh, the NBA last week. We've had the golf. So we just bounce from sport to sport, and that's what we love. Top rope, good luck with the rest of your Tokyo torches. Keep up the good work there, and hopefully uh, Orange can stay out of lockdown. Lockdown, no lockdown. It's all the same for me. I never leave the, I never leave the basement. <laughs> Outstanding stuff. All right, if you want to uh, get more of our stuff or just follow us, our podcast, actually, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, you can find us there, or you can head to Little Birdie Pod for the free tips there. So make sure you check that out also. We'll uh, we'll post them up. But uh, big thanks to our presenting sponsors, Top Sport and Punning Form, and we'll see you next week.